0: Shock. Deke shock. God, I, Andy I did assumed, his best work, and it's all lost now. I always
1: assumed you were just recording and cut off the beginning here. when we were babbling. Here,
0: here, I'll set you up, Andy. And I let's can't see do you it again.
1: In. It was that was a America. I, you had to have the air behind uh-huh. it. All right, well, to get the chug, merman effect, chuck your Dr Pepper, and that doesn't work like that. I can't make them. I have never been able to burp on cue. When they come up, I use them.
2: You can't perform. <laughs> is that what you're saying? It's right, man. When
3: you're uh, you know. a little okay.
1: performance anxiety. Okay. Yeah.
3: My yeah, brother used to be able say. to fart on cue. Huh? Wow. This, uh,
1: how is that possible? There certain, was a
4: certain so, there people was a, can uh, suck air in and blow
1: it right back out. There was a vaudeville performer in the uh, <laughs> 1800s, I think. Hold named on. Named <laughs> Stop right there.
2: How the fuck do you know that?
1: because I had a friend in high school that could do it.
0: Jeff gets around. And you're
2: like, all right, well, tonight I want to go home. (laughs) Yahoo at this time. Dude, he went to high
0: school in the heartland. Yeah. There isn't Uh, a lot to do. Yeah, you you
3: develop your own skills just to amuse yourself.
1: There's poker in Kansas. We we geeky (laughs) friends
4: stick together, and you often find out about the weird quirks that your geeky friends have. And one was that he could suck in air through his butt and blow it right back out and make it a fart. It It
3: would go something like this. I'm bored. Me too. Bet wow. you can't do that again. You did that again. How? And that's how it works. And there I was hard
1: to say before Captain Canada cut me off.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> there was a. You're por-
1: rambling. No. Rambling. I was Remind not. me to
4: tell you the time he did 150 of those in a row. Wow. Yeah.
3: 150 purposeful farts in a row? Yes. That that sounds like it would chafe after a while. Uh, he was the I, one that said I, he
4: could do it, so I, mean, I
2: I said I doubt it, and he goes, "Is that a bet?" I says, one yes. fifty one ended with
1: a shart. <laughs> that's,
3: that's no. That's probably, a lot of sphincter. Probably, eight,
1: probably forty was, was was the first part where it started sharting, and then everything after that was shart.
3: <laughs> that's a lot of sphincter shuddering. Mm. I, I don't.
1: So you, you a, have a story. There was a performer named Le who that was his whole act was was. Farting, he blew out candles and would play instruments with it.
3: With the candles, yeah, we blow out candles oh, and oh, play instruments been with real his farts. Because if he was blowing, that no, was out the same candles. thing. It was it was the
1: same yeah, thing. It I was, was say, because taking in was... the air and blowing it out the same way your friend
0: did. That's yeah. taking in a bit of air. That, yeah, that sounds like the uh, story I heard about the 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 Thai lady in Bangkok. Uh, except it wasn't farting and it wasn't using the anus. Mm. Oriental city, but the city don't know what the city is getting.
3: Yeah, that's the third verse of that song. Right.
4: (laughs) Were ping pong balls involved? That's the rapes. The little known cigarettes. That's the second night in Bangkok.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's. It. it, I was just like, wow, that's. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I've never seen this. That's the return trip to Bangkok,
4: right? <laughs> so, you, so you better go back to your bars, your temples,
0: massage parlors. <laughs> yeah, really. The classy joints. Hi,
3: welcome to Geek Shock, number 422. I am Master Torgo.
0: 80s Jeff. Commander K.
1: fact checked Andy. Jesus Christ.
3: My <laughs> daughter texted me. I thought
1: it was something important.
2: Oh, <laughs> not something. Maple Leaf match.
4: <laughs> Andy, the correct answer to that is... Anytime your daughter texts you, it's important. <laughs> You're absolutely right because she listens. In, fact, to the in
1: fact, it is because she sold two things on Etsy, so good Yay. for her. Oh, thank
0: God, thank God, because you know you couldn't amazing. have gone an hour without hearing about that.
1: Well, my nipple vibrated because was sitting
3: in my pocket here. So,
0: <laughs> and this phone wasn't anywhere near the pocket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, it's official, folks. The worst child sex joke on the podcast Jesus. is not mine. <laughs>
4: It's like the bat saint signal for the fact-check Andy family. There goes <laughs> my nipples again. Oh, that feels so... Oh, oh, my, like, somebody's like texting me. In
0: Infinity War, when the, the hair on uh, Peter Parker's arm stands up on him. Right. Oh, and a, the bus seat next to him is Andy, and he's like, doink. Doink. <laughs> <laughs> This mm-hmm. one's hard but this one's
4: not, was it?
1: Oh shit, danger on tell. the way. That's Almost. how you tell direction. Oh okay. Danger to <laughs> <on> the left. <laughs> it's
0: a way up, different sense down. of the nipple. This is coming from in front of me. Uh, oh. <laughs> What happens when it comes from behind?
4: <laughs> so when you get with those weird
0: inverses. Well, you little, get to reach ooh, around, yeah. and then you guys uh, smoke a cigarette.
5: <laughs> what what where was did, that? Where did
4: that you, come, you from? Did <laughs> come from? did that hand action and everything. from behind? Uh, okay.
5: Oh, jeez. a <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: completely Thanks, different Jeff. avenue. Yeah, that's right.
1: And yeah. then we took it higher.
0: He came from behind, so it was a totally different avenue. Right. <laughs> it's was
1: electric avenue.
3: Yeah, that, that was the joke. That was oh.
1: <laughs> that was an intentional. You see, man. <laughs> that was an intentional pill. I haven't done an intentional one before. Uh, you see, man, there was a song in the 80s by Eddie Grant that was about Electric Avenue, man.
3: I can't process the Jeff. Andy broke my brain. <laughs>
5: Jesus. Well, Ross it's the
4: spreading. Banana had to explain it for you, for the, for the audience. Some of them are too young to remember that.
3: <laughs> if
0: they're too young to remember that. <laughs> probably too young for a few of the jokes that happened in the past five minutes. Some of our listeners are, are too yeah,
3: young to remember Ross the Banana? The One Nine Ban- that one ni- <laughs> yeah. the one Bangkok joke just
0: went right to the heart. <laughs> the right people will get it. That and a vibrating nipple message from daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, gentlemen, what geeky things should do this week. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Yeah, but surprise, you surprise.
0: Oh, yeah, you're going to remember as we talk. Yeah, I you know.
3: know. It you, always you happens. You did
2: something. It always happens.
3: You always do something. Oh, uh,
2: I finished the, um, the three comics you lent me. Uh, I already forget their name. The Boys? There we go. <laughs> and I forget the what the hell I read. I got to read them again. You, you read them and <laughs> forgot them? Yes. Do you wow. have you Old forgot you, a you forgot what's
1: in the books? or You forgot to bring the books.
2: I forgot everything. <laughs> bring the books. I forgot what was in them. <laughs> I remember a little bit snippets. I'm not well, sure that's high that praise for ever. The boys. I know, and I was having a good time reading them, and I, it, for life, of me, I cannot remember what the hell I read.
3: To be fair, I'm that's my life with novels sometimes. So oh. when I'm done with it, I'm like, I want to write a review of this on Goodreads. Then I'm like, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I can give how I felt about it, and that's about it. How'd you feel about it? I enjoyed it. (laughs) Good. I'm shrugging, by the way, folks. I'm
2: shrugging.
4: For the viewers out there. I had a long work week followed by getting sick, so I didn't do a lot of geeky things. Except I did listen to last week's Geek Shock. Good for you. Hey,
5: good. Was my impression spot on? No, not really.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But I did learn we have to remember to tell Andy to get to the point in stories, so... What?
0: That's true. Hmm.
1: I tried to. I kept getting interrupted.
0: I don't think that's <laughs> the Why are you problem, looking at me?
1: Because you interrupted my Lepetamine story. Oh.
0: Yeah, Lepetamine.
3: Yeah. He's the one that... What, what did he do? He and and, and now,
1: is? And now you get the joke <laughs> from uh Blazing Saddles.
4: Yeah. And, and you sure. know, sadly yeah. I I
1: meant to take some notes on
4: stuff to call you guys out on and I ah. totally didn't get a chance.
2: To. Ah. Oh too bad for us. Boom. Ah <laughs> oh, shoot. That's a crying shame. I was looking forward
3: to that. <laughs> <really>. I know. Oh, <laughs> well, welcome back, Jeff. Glad Thanks. to have you back. Uh,
0: oh, well, I that's hurt, right. I he wasn't my... here. I forgot. That's right. <laughs> welcome back, Jeff. You forgot about the boy too? So nobody cares.
2: <laughs> I hurt my back when we shit at the case house. That's not really geeky, though. Uh, did you really? Wait, wait,
3: you you hurt your back taking a shit at Case House? No, moving shit Case House. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> I was going to say, that explains <laughs> yeah, like that I was broken toilet. <laughs> I was just, oh, yeah. Ow, 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 ow.
0: Oh, that was a good one. Ow.
3: You're supposed to let it happen. You're not supposed to push.
2: Uh, I forced it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> 150
0: uh-oh. times. Although,
4: I guess yeah. so. Oh, Jesus. Todd and I did watch uh, well, he Alien Canada. Covenant last night. That was geeky.
0: Yeah, I guess we can bring sort that of. up. Yeah, Alien Covenant finally
3: saw it. Uh,
0: it or Alien Covenant, both. Okay. That last one. Hey,
3: many. I liked that movie more than I wanted to. That's wow. kind of my review of it.
4: And I wanted to like the movie, but I thought it was just kind of eh. <laughs> ah, you too. You wonder why no, you liked right no, it? No, no get, don't get me wrong. Movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't go, oh god, this is garbage. This is awful. Much like some people would say, but it just didn't. It didn't really feel like much of anything to me. I was just kind of meh. It's I was glappy that it ha- that it happened because it bridged. Um. Oh shoot, I'm totally forgetting Prometheus. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Yeah. I was, my, I was <laughs> Why th- were you thanking? I thinking? was thanking my brain. you. Thinking? I was thanking my brain
1: for actually working. Thank you. So you
2: much. have a Homer Simpson brain? Okay. Yes. All right. Don't mention
3: it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I felt, yeah, it seemed to me that the corporate had said we need to call this movie Alien, and so do so, yeah, because it's really not an Alien movie when it comes down to it. It's no. it's, it's a sequel still, to Prometheus, yeah, it really is. But I, f- especially in this film, I found David to be a very compelling character. He's the AI. Now, do you think it was compelling because the st- the the
4: story elements of his story were? actually compelling, or do you think it was just because Fassbender is such a good actor that he drew you in, that made you want to care about it, where if it were any other actor, you'd have just been like, ugh.
3: I I say Because that's kind of how I felt. I like how it carved up the mystery and didn't tell you everything underneath it and made just a lot of implications. Okay. Uh, I might go into some spoilers if you haven't seen Alien Covenant at this point. Uh, the scene where a lot of this, the missing parts yes. th- th- of the ten years in between of what okay. happened between Prometheus and this film. So between, I can't remember her name that survived the, the uh, first film with David. Right.
1: Spoilers. <laughs> Get out of here, Shaw, Doctor Shaw, yeah, Doctor Shaw, yeah.
0: Rooney Mara was it?
4: No, it was um,
0: Numi Rapace. Yes, thank I you. confused the two.
3: They do look. They do have similar looks. But I, by the end of this film, I loved David as the central villain and that this, these films are about David, the central villain. It's, it's obvious where this is going to go. Ridley Scott still wants to do two more of these pictures. Wow. Uh, to fill in the gaps between Alien. I know he's at least doing one before they do the soft reboot. Watching the alien be bioengineered by a bioengineered creature who basically is a mixture of satan and frankenstein when it comes down to it hence the name the the film was originally called uh, lucifer uh, alien paradise lost if that tells you anything oh wow yeah and of course prometheus you know mm-hmm. being you know, sure. frankenstein modern prometheus mm-hmm. so it's a, these are movies about david they're not about aliens even though david obviously is the creator of the alien race that is known in the original film and then on
4: yeah crossbreeding all the different variations of the original engineer's virus
3: and, and i'm, a, I'm a two thoughts one i like these as standalone movies i don't know if i like them as alien movies yeah that's that's the issue i have with it mm. I, I, it's almost that whole midi-chlorians aspect of aliens yeah, exactly. to, to me it feels like
4: instead of trying to just embrace what it is being it's, its own thing they're trying too hard to make it an alien movie that's what it felt like to me watching both prometheus and now alien well, covenant
0: well the problem there is there's enough of alien in it that the comparison would be inevitable if you didn't make it an
4: alien well movie. and yes and it is it is a lead up to you know that's the yeah. prequels if you
0: will i don't like that i mean i i kind of like the idea that the alien movie with you know, uh, the original alien movie was the first time humans stumbled across this and oops, sure. this is terrible. And now that is totally not the case.
3: Yeah, now they're prequeling mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. according to the Star Wars films, right. filling in too much information and demystifying what they are. Right, right. Uh-huh. And yeah, give and giving the aliens a human origin, because, you know, in a roundabout way, humans made David, David made the aliens... It's it's almost a lot of hubris, <laughs> yeah. For such a wide galaxy.
0: Yeah. Well, that was the thing I liked about the original Alien. It was like humans had nothing to do with it, and it, it is virtually not totally, but virtually impossible to fight. <clears throat> and you know, it's almost like a Godzilla phenomenon or something. It's this own force that human beings can barely stand up against. Yeah,
4: it was almost like the the facehuggers would just. You know, impregnate any biological life form, right. and that's why you got such a wide variety yeah. of, <clears throat> of exactly of Which is alien predators.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, like uh, the the Fincher was supposed to have dog aliens, and uh, I think a cow alien because mm-hmm. the the idea was the the face huggers.
4: Oh yeah, well yeah, in, in three, you know, it it impregnates the dog, and yeah, that's and, where you got that weird. It was a more it, I always hated this but they said it's a more animalistic style alien and I'm like, "Yeah, but
1: it's not really." The pet alien? Yeah. Yeah, but and it, I don't remember that. I don't remember I me mean, Alien three, 3, it was barely.
0: The Fincher cut is yeah. is actually interesting. What Does was it, uh it, was
1: it one of the uh was it one of the uh the freaking zombie movies? Was one of the uh e- was it one of the Resident Evil movies where they uh where they had dogs that were basically covered with meat as their zombie dogs?
0: Where's this? Oh, oh, you mean actual think, meat? Yeah, actual meat. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember yeah. something, but I can't.
4: Oh, see, I yeah, I thought you were talking about yeah, where they were just
1: skinned like in Resident Evil. That's something I'm thinking one the, of those One of those one of those zombie movies. They I basically wrapped salami over a dog to make it look like it was
3: a zombie. Well, I do know Attack of the Killer Shrews. They just covered dogs in carpets. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's, that's a highbrow film. Check yeah. it out. Okay. The shoes. <laughs> but, yeah, the Alien film, I, I think I, I agree with your statement that I would have liked these series better if Alien wasn't part of it. That really Scott created this film about this AI that t- realizes he's better than humans and wants to do better than humans did with him. Hmm. And creates this other race. Now that they're aliens, I'm not sure that's yeah. the connection I want, but I can't deny the fact that... David is such an interesting character it's like he that
4: opening scene with uh, oh I forget the guy's name Wayland uh, the first what his first name is but
3: eh, Wayland's all you need to know
4: it's it's
3: like David
4: decided at some point he wanted to become his father and that's why he started the genetic engineering with the different. Well, he even says, you know, the different types of infestations that were caused by that engineered virus as it infected the different biological forms on the planet. So he's a a broken AI. Yeah.
3: What else? Um, Do
2: you have a physical copy of that? No.
3: Well, I I did. I got it from Netflix discs. Uh Netflix, they still have discs
1: for you to rent.
3: Yes. I highly recommend it.
1: Mm. What else, guys? Not just for streaming. I followed my uh, my cubicle palomino and I uh, vandalized Kirsten's house.
3: Oh, someone want to unpack what that, is that a, sentence? What
1: is, <laughs> what is a first of all? What is a cubicle palomino? I, I had a dream about a. I was working with the cubic in a cubicle, and I had a palomino there, and I was trying to remember why well, I had a palomino in my cubicle, and then I woke up and said, "Oh, that's what it's about. I should make some art." So I did.
0: I'm still not following Yeah, really. I, um, get, You have to, get get to, to the point. what having a Palomino
3: is, Andy. That's so a horse. It's yeah, a I got the pretty horse, horse. And then you said, I need to make art. So what did you make?
1: Um, I, I made a stained glass window in Kirsten's house. With real stained glass? No, with paint. Oh, okay. I'd, I'd like to hear from Kirsten's side. I'd like to hear what happened when he discovered it.
0: Um, <clears throat> like a month ago, I was telling Andy some of my, if I ever have money stories. And one of them is, <clears throat> my house has a few windows where you have your rectangular window, and then right above it is a arch or a semicircle arch of glass above I'll stop it. stop you there. You actually painted on his windows. Yes, I did. Wow. And so I was like, one of them, they're double-pane glass, and they sandwich fake panes. Basically. Yeah, yeah. They basically create fake panes in the in the in the window itself one of the uh arms of the panes yeah the supports broke it just came unglued and so it oh. just tumbled to the side and it's been like that for decades because it's double pane glass you have to take apart the whole window to get in there and repair it so I've never repaired it and looking at it I'm like you know what we've got a couple of these in my house and I just mentioned to Andy, I'd like to actually replace that with a stained glass, you know, just, just some kind of art piece. All right. The sunlight comes through. It gets that effect. It'd be kind of cool. Um, and and Andy was like, yeah, I could almost see, like, Galactus coming up there. And I was like, oh, wow, dude, a Galactus Silver Surfer motif would actually be cool. Ooh. And he laughed can, and went, can yeah. It be
3: inspired by the Mobius style.
0: Yeah. So... I come home uh, to the house the, a couple days ago. He's been, out, he's been out of the house for a few I'm days. I'm dogs. I'm getting yeah, there. Okay. It's okay. Don't, <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. Get to the point, Kirsten. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dog sitting and uh, at uh, Francine and Jerry's. <clears throat> and so I came home to pick up some stuff. And I walk in the door through the garage into the kitchen. And immediately I saw it. And uh, just started laughing because there is this painted pain glass rendition of Galactus and Silver Surfer over a uh, planet. Palomino? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Being destroyed. I don't. No, what the Palomino, because... That's where I'm confused. First of all, when I hear Palomino, I think of the The strip strip club. Of course you do. So, you know, it's like... Which is its own stained glass, I guess. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Hey! And and, uh, something everybody should have in their cubicle. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, and, and there's a little note tape beneath it, you know, I hope you like this. If you don't, I can take it down in like five minutes. Did you by chance it's, to take
3: a picture so I can see what it looks like? We haven't uh, yet.
0: No, I haven't taken one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It it it's. Cool. Wait wait wait
4: wait wait wait. Hold on. So there's a story about artwork and how awesome the yeah. artwork is, and neither yeah. of you
1: guys have taken pictures it's of not, this. It's not quite done yet.
0: I'm not. Oh. I haven't been home. Okay. And he said I still have to finish it. He still has the tape lining the sill, the windowsill to protect it from the paint and okay. i looked at that and i'm like okay i guess there's more to do
4: okay. now see that would that's burying the lead it's not done yet if you had have said knowing how artists are <laughs> that it's not done yet i could understand why there's no pictures well, <clears throat> but you made it sound like it was already done i thought i had another actually t- both of you made it sound like it was done it's pretty
1: close actually. to done it just needs a little bit of tweaking it's, it's, it's mostly done. done it just needs
3: course. a horse apparently yeah
1: no i was uh, I, I thought i had another day or so but then i found out he was coming home you know, earlier than I expected. So I'm like, shit, finish up what I can.
0: I was coming home Monday afternoon just for a D&D game with, uh, with the, CW. the CWs. Now, you guys may remember I played D&D with some former gatekeepers. Well, I'm the former gatekeeper at Ka. My friends are still there. Who's the keymaster? Uh, <clears throat> and Andy one time passed through while we were playing, and later on he said to me, wow, that's like the CW version of our group. And I was like, huh? And he's like, young, hot, and very diverse. And it is. <laughs> it's a diverse bunch. They're all good looking. They're all young. So. They're, they're pretty much half my age. And I told them that, and they loved it. They, they thought, us oh, CWs was hilarious. So this Monday, we have, a, we have a scene where, after our story arc, our group is being congratulated for saving this village And at one point, the village elder turns to us and goes, so we thank you, by the way, what is your company name? And we all look at each other and we're like, well, we haven't thought of one. And the DM is like, well, you got to, they're asking for your name. And then the two girls are like the CWs. And... We were like CWs and they're like, yeah, that's, that's, well, what does it mean? What does it stand for? We can't just say CWs. And so I jokingly said charity workers <laughs> and then Cooper went <gasps> charity warriors. <laughs> so we're the charity warriors or nice. the CWs. Don't want a charity no more. Mm-hmm. And they, they also love the stained glass window. It does like, I look forward to seeing it. Huh? Yeah. yeah. S-
3: such a wonderful idea.
0: Yeah, it, it, it actually, it's funny well, because... Well, ho-
4: hold on. Andy's working on this, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's artwork. Yeah. Yes. It's never going to be done, Kirsten. No. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> it's it's going to be 99% finished. very close. I mean, you, what I have to do you, is You've got, got your learn.
1: gaming table, right? <laughs> yeah. It's never a bad idea. It's ex- that's a very complicated idea, and it involves me learning skills I don't have yet, but I'll get there eventually. Um, no, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have put some, I have put some little bit of shading on the surfer and uh, the blue of the I, there was a dark blue for the sky that at night is fine but in the daytime when the sun shines through it it's very similar to the blue of Galactus so I have to tweak the color on it that's all no it's
0: very close a little a little 99%. tweaking necessary it yeah. diffuses uh, it, I mean unfortunately it is paint. So you don't get that, you know, that multicolor spray of sunlight against the wall and stuff. It kind of diffuses, but it diffuses the night, the light nicely because that, that little arch of glass, unlike say the window here and right in our recording studio Mm. is open. It's not covered. And so that sunlight at certain parts of the day else comes stabbing through and it, that It goes into my TV room. What right. I use is the TV room. Cuts into
1: afternoon video games. Yes, it does,
0: because that reflected <laughs> light will just ruin whatever image is on the screen. First world problems. So, yeah, right? right? So it diffuses the light nicely. And apparently, you can really see it from outside, because oh. somebody stopped by today after nightfall and was uh, rather impressed Said. with the stained Said, glass. Do you have a stained
1: glass window now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that—that's my only concern—is simply because it's Galactus and Surfer. Is like, will the HOA have anything to say? Because I think well, it is a generic on the stained glass thing would be fine. No one's going to give a shit. But this, well, I thought you, so too. It's the argue- side of the house. But Gretchen came driving up in the car, and the first thing she said to Andy was, "Do you have a?" <laughs> she obviously saw it with ease. So. Hmm. It it is apparently it th- is apparently. I think if pronounced. they
1: complain, we we, we file a uh, religious complaint
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll get we'll get Scully to draw we're, it up. We're for Galactans. Us. There you go. We, I like
1: this plan. We worship the World Destroyer.
0: Yeah, that's true. We're Inhumans. There was that one Ultimate Inhumans. <laughs> oh yeah. They 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 worship Galactus. Really? Yeah.
1: I did, I thought I just made that up. Wow, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Marvel's yeah, well, coming get... by with their lawyers. Yeah, yeah really? <laughs> so <laughs> to take Kirsten's window. It, it was funny too because I just stepped in and I just started laughing because we had talked. Oh God, it was several weeks ago. Yeah, it was a while we had ago. talked about it, and uh, I was just like, "Wow, that was." Because it, it also came together because I said, "Oh, by the way, I'll uh, be home tomorrow." The CWs are coming over in the afternoon, and I get this. Oh shit! Really? Okay. I'll have my stuff cleaned up, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> what Don't has be- Andy done?"
2: Yeah, it- <laughs> I actually
1: had the entire ta- all the the table covered with paperwork. I'm going through all my paperwork and get rid of shit. And so, I really did have a mess I had to clean up on top of trying to finish up the painting. So I was yeah. I went into full fast mode at that. Point. It, it
0: was it was funny.
1: I
2: <laughs> You left. drive up, a bunch of furries, run out, unicorn, <laughs> fucking <lengths laughs> <on>.
1: yeah, fucking. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Andy's all sweaty. What?
0: (laughs) Reeking of baby powder.
3: (laughs) Andy's taking over your house like the corruption in Terraria. You can't (laughs) get into the Zente suit without the baby powder.
0: It's funny because we picked up some used furniture. We're rotating stuff out. We had to set things up. I had to speed close out, uh, de-Christmas the house so we could have room. So it's like every week that Andy's been there, the place has been under a constant transformation. Have no idea when it's finally going to stabilize. Did you
4: get a sleeper sofa for when Biggs comes over, so he has a place to crash now?
0: Yeah, uh, is it? I don't know. No, no. no. <laughs> All you
1: need is a sofa. You just yeah. Yeah, he slept it fine like, on the yeah. rattan one. Yep. Yeah, and you
3: need to hide a bed. Just stuff him on a That's sofa. Right. We oh, just need to on
0: hide on. a Steve. Yeah. <laughs>
4: hide a Steve.
0: Although I still love the, the story of the the hide a bed that um, my other roommate used to have in there. It was really hilarious because it was so uncomfortable. And, of course, Vernon. Vernon was sleeping on it one time, not at my home, somewhere else. But it was so uncomfortable, he lay across it 90 degrees to how you're supposed to do a sleepaway bed. And this bed's a little oh, broken. No. So <laughs> I know where this is going. They rolled in a little too far oh, one no. in the middle of the night, and it just shoop 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 closed up on him. <laughs>
1: that that happened. Transformers more than meets
0: the, knees, the um, That it rollaway to- bed consumed him.
4: <laughs> that will happen to one of my cousins at my grandparents. They had like three sleeper sofa beds, and uh, so anytime we were all there for reunions or whatever, and. Uh, the grandkids got to sleep on the sleeper sofas while the adults got to sleep on the actual beds, and uh, yeah, my cousin like jumped on it. Oh no! And the whole end part flipped over and folded over on top of her. Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: just the end. Okay, that sounds bad. It's it didn't. It really didn't go kid. all the way into the yeah. sofa, but gotcha. it's
4: but it's this <laughs> one of the older ones, so mm-hmm. it came with some force, and like, she was not happy. Uh, wow. Thank like goodness what, she was what unharmed.
0: What I guess he left. Yeah. You yeah, got up yeah. early he, he left. On, fucker. He put the bed away but he didn't put the cushions back. Oh, yeah, he said he said, he said it was funny cuz he said I I don't know if I was if I was a little too drunk or but it was actually not all that uncomfortable. <laughs> and he was like I kind of was like should I call for help or should I just sleep through it? I finally was like help, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Just so, shum shum shum
1: shump. Awful when you wake up and find a suffocated actor in your bed. <laughs>
0: yeah, really. Never mind the lumpy couch. Yeah, it wasn't
1: one of the the hide-a-beds like it had in the
4: old like oh. the the cereals that fold up into the wall. That's you know always what a great psychic. First place
1: I stayed here in Vegas uh-huh. had a Murphy bed. Really? Yes. I've never actually seen one. in I person. hadn't before before I was sleeping. Did you in have one. a mishap? Uh, <laughs> not with the Murphy bed. No, I set the place on fire, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's your Andy story. Uh. Well, not exactly. I <laughs> set the place on
3: fire. Yeah,
1: he had to raise his chaos meter. Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> no, I just had some romantic candles on, and they were sitting on a on a bar stool. So I put some paper under it so that the wax oh, wouldn't catch no. on the next Oh
2: god. <laughs> So when you try to get insurance, they
0: just laugh at you. Like,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you do not pre-existing they, or your name is put, Andy... They put your name in the, the, the computer the of, and uh, the boop, boop,
1: boop, boop. Among the bits of paperwork I found was my life insurance policy. First of all, why do I have it? Second of all, why is my ex-wife the beneficiary? Third of all, why am I still alive because of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, one, you should change the beneficiary
4: yeah. immediately. Two... You need life insurance yeah. for what? <laughs> of all people. For what? Yeah. It's you've, not going to do me any good. You've gotten, oh, <laughs> you've gotten lucky up to this point. that's just great. Yeah. You've gotten lucky up to this point, right? You with know, the trumbles right. and the...
0: And you should also have death and dismemberment insurance. <laughs> mm. If we lived in a state that had
4: ice and snow, like where my dad is at right now... You
0: grew up in a state with ice and I did. snow.
4: I I know, but that that was back then. I'm it's... talking like right now.
0: Moving has saved his life. Yes. <laughs>
4: it,
1: that's what I was getting at. As I keep telling people, you don't have to shovel heat. <laughs> yes.
0: Ah. anything uh, else you do gents i uh i finished off uh the current run so far of venture brothers oh wow uh, and uh big bang theory um i'm midway through the season is um, is
4: the full venture run on netflix now
1: none of it's on netflix no.
4: okay because i'm still like i i'm i left off like right when brock samson left them yeah and oh, then boy. they brought That's in that other guy, and I, I, think I just Hulu for some reason, has all of okay because I have that. Hulu too. All right,
0: check it out
4: because yeah, we, we I mean, it's, yeah, it's a actually, brilliantly written series. Oh, no, no, I don't. Oh.
0: I keep confusing Hulu with Amazon Prime, uh, which I have no idea why I do that. Ugh, I have but
4: Amazon Prime. I have Hulu and Netflix, CBS maybe, All Access, one CBS, one CBS All Access. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go ninety. Why. You
0: still Jesus. have CBS All Access? Wait, wait, wait. No, I don't. But you do go ninety.
3: Yeah. That's the Verizon one, right?
4: Yes. Uh, but Why do you have there, Go90? There's a Transformers series that I've been following. Ah. The, wow. The uh, Prime Wars so for... trilogy, where they're only in season two of the three season. It's uh, so it's
2: interesting. For one series, you're
4: paying that. How much is it? No, it's free. Dude. Oh.
0: oh. Oh, well, there you go. I signed
4: yeah. up for it, and I got it for free. I haven't paid anything for it. so.
0: Well, now that you've <laughs> announced <laughs> and it now, in now public, I get free football on starting next season. Yeah, but what are you going to do with I mean, well, yeah, it's, it didn't help you this uh this month, did it? No, that's <laughs> That's what NFL Sunday ticket was. That that I saw, holy crap. I, I, I didn't see the game, but I saw the score and I was just like, damn. Yeah, they
4: didn't score any points in the second half. It was oh, it was, was quite the pisser. Fucking brutal. lost by one goddamn point. Of course
0: that Vikings game was a a trip. Yeah. That I, last I did was see just, that. Have you seen the memes? You're doing this on purpose, aren't you? You, you have you seen the memes of the uh, the the uh, Saints safety? No. Oh my God! People are running away with that. They're doing all these gifs of hit because the Vikings game, the Saints actually had scored and were winning and were down to the last seconds.
4: Yeah, like literally, there was 30 seconds left when the Vikings got the ball back. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it was, and I think they they might have might have been able to win with a field it,
4: goal it, they could have won with a field goal um the vikings quarterback threw a desperation pass up into the air looked like uh, it looked like it wasn't gonna do anything yep. it came down the guy caught it
0: the quarterback hand, that was hands.
4: covering him yeah caught it one handed. the safety that was covering him could have tackled him and the game would have been over because there was they, there they, was they, one second they hit second zero, they hit was, zero yeah, on the play there was one second left on the clock when he made the catch yeah a simple tackle, the game would have been over. They Push wouldn't him have had any of bounds, time. Doesn't matter. Yeah, nothing. It, and he and was instead, right at the sideline. Instead, he whiffs and the guy runs thirty the yards Saint, for a he touchdown. He
0: does. He was going for this leg tackle and he misses him completely. Yeah, completely. So and and he does this weird stumble, and so people have taken that stumble and. Th- They're putting it in dance videos. They're putting it in ice skating videos. They're just putting it everywhere. Poor, poor bastard is just... But, yeah, and, yeah, because the receiver turned around, and with zero on the clock, game is over. It was a 61-yard pass. Yeah. And he ran into the end zone. Vikings win. Yeah. 61-yard pass? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically in football... You pass yeah. one yard, and he runs 60. It's yeah. a 61-yard pass. So technically, it was okay.
4: a 30-yard pass and a 30-yard run. A 30-yard run. I've just heard the word
5: sports
2: for the last five <laughs> <time>. minutes. <laughs> <And laughs> really sports, 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 Jeff sports, And it's really funny because Jeff and I haven't said the word sports. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's, yep. all, that's, that's all Torgo I here. Yeah. I had a, a coworker of mine who lost 50 grand. Oh, he had everything except for that
0: one. Oh, you one. mean he lost a chance to win? 50. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's oh. Different. all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, clarify sorry. that because yeah, yeah. that's like holy he shit. he Lost a chance to yeah. win fifty grand. You have, you have he hit can afford
1: to lose fifty grand? <laughs> shit, you producing on me. Hey, <laughs> I'll Matt's paint a one percenter.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Betting fifty grand on a game that isn't even the Super Bowl. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Um, Call that Tuesday. Uh, now, slightly geeky. Uh, five thirty-eight announced that ap- apparently it's official. Las Vegas Golden Knights is the most successful uh, starting expansion, franchise yeah, in franchise. Sports, history. sports history. Sports history, sports history, not just yeah. hockey, and just just plain any history.
1: That's great news. Where's the geeky part? Uh, five thirty-nine, five thirty. Yeah, <laughs> okay. There you go. You can geek <laughs> Statist- out on anything. I know, I know, Andy. Yes, yeah, but we, Andy. I know. It's work. our home professional team. Come on. I got no problem with them. They're great, except
3: for their name. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. Andy, I've just heard the word sports for that last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you know, I, I, I remember the sports, longest yard. Sports, sports, sports. Yeah. Sports, In the longest sports, yard sports, sports. on that last play. The whistle blows in the middle of the whole slow motion scene. And as a kid, I'm like,
0: isn't the game over now? I don't get it. it. And the whistle didn't blow. The gun. The gun. That's right. The, the gun. gun. Indicating the clock is finished. Yeah. Run out.
1: But, at the, but as a kid, I didn't know the rules enough. Yes. So I was like, what yeah. the
0: hell? I, I was the same. Yeah. I was the same way. I'm still the same way. <laughs> sports, 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 sports,
1: sports, 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 sports. Oh,
0: now Listen, I want to think sports. It's not my fault. You're a nerd. Welcome to Shock. <laughs> <welcome to laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Take- it's not like we're talking about wrestling.
2: Well, yeah, there's that.
0: Um, <laughs> that-, that that's just uh, theater <laughs> ballet. There was one um, other thing that I finished on. Um, let's see, it was Big Bang Theory, and it was uh, Venture Brothers, and uh, oh. Oof. I I fi- well, no, never mind. I oh, okay, f- yeah, I figured out that I had already watched all that's left of Rick and Morty, ah, so because I was like, have you like, watched any oh. of the
1: Good Place yet? No, you gotta watch the Good Place, man.
2: Going back to Big Bang Theory, I-, I could never get into that show. I get the jokes, yeah, they're funny, but eventually it felt like they were just like force feeding you. Like
1: it's like- it's two it's two and a half men with a nerd skin on it. Sure. Same joke. Same same, same writer writer producer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well it mm. it's a sitcom. Yeah. 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 I mean, every ah. criticism I hear of it is basically a criticism of the sitcom format. Right. It's a sitcom that's been around for ten years. Yeah. Is it ten years now? Yes, yep. it is. Wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's showing
4: like, its teeth. I think the current season is eleven, isn't it? Yes it, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It will have been around for eleven years. Yeah, soon.
0: So you know, it's 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 been around forever. But it's like when Paul <clears throat> Paul was so funny because he's like, oh, I hate you watch Spaced. That's infinitely better. And it's like, dude, Spaced was a dramedy, no mm-hmm. studio audience. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's totally different genre of television. The only thing that that makes it similar to Big Bang is it's nerdy. It and, makes nerd references, but otherwise, it's yeah. totally different.
4: And Barry was a huge critic of Big Bang Theory because he says, "I don't like shows that make fun of nerds." And I'm like, "Well, yes and no." Yeah, I don't because
0: I don't think it makes fun of nerds to their detriment.
4: It, yeah, I was gonna say they do make fun of them, it, it but pokes, at the same time, loving fun. Yes, yep. but at the same time, it doesn't buy into it. It buys into some of the the nerd stereotypes, but it doesn't buy into all of them. Like all the main characters are in. Relationships, um, except for Raj Kutupali. Um shoot, three of them are married. He's now. a player. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. That's not. he, that's he, not he why. went. He, went he, <laughs> he was a player for like an episode, and <laughs> yeah. then now is brutally single again. But Did you say uh, brutally single. Yeah. Okay. If you watch the show, you'd understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know they're, they're brutally they're, handsome. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're all employed in a science field. So and it's not like they're well, they're
0: academics. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're all at uh, Caltech, Caltech, so, Caltech.
4: You know, with the exception of the one guy that owns a comic book store. You know that they shop at. Oh, um,
0: he is a bit of a major stereotype. <laughs> yeah, stereotype. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's funny though. No. Andy and I can laugh. He's at the him. he's the lovely oh, yeah, <laughs> loser. <laughs> yeah, but how, how
3: is that different than the comic book guy from Simpsons?
0: Exactly. Andy and I laugh at exactly. That too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I,
3: I worked with him. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I didn't but so, yeah, I, mean, I, can I see how that happens
4: yeah the joke... so when I
1: worked was actually narcoleptic on top of everything
4: and I'll be honest I still watch that's it awesome. and, and the jokes <laughs> don't always hit they don't always hit but, but I get what they're trying to do and you know I think it's just that I've invested so much time in these characters yeah. that you, you want to see what happens to them Well,
0: that, that's, that's, it, that's where I'm at it, yeah. because one of the things that's interesting in many ways they they continue the character's story you know howard and bernadette are having kids yeah and so you're, ha- you're you're getting the nerd parent experience and that's where they've gone after 10 years and actually i yeah. have to say that's that's pretty good, cause you know you, you. I'm used to the old, and especially for sitcoms, the old formula of nothing changes.
1: Well, I'm like five or six seasons behind now, you're making me want to watch it. Yeah, and, oh, and
0: they've they've dealt with you know
4: tragedy, both real and in the show. Um, yeah, the person that did the voice for Howard's mother passed away, and they actually handled it really well. They
0: did. They did. That was that was. That was very well done. Yeah. And it was really, really cool.
4: And, of course, you know, Sheldon being the one delivering the line that, you know, you know, when I lost my father, I didn't have anyone, but you have us. You know, that whole notion of your geek family is as much a part of your family as, you know, your real life family. Hmm. So, I mean, they, they do things that show the good side of geekdom, as well as, you know, some of the things that are, you know, played up. For sitcoms. So, yeah,
0: that's, you but know, that's my, where that is. yeah, and my, it, my original point is every time I hear a criticism of it, I'm just hearing a criticism of the two camera studio right. audience sitcom. Sure. And it's like, and that's fine because for a lot of people, they hate that genre. Right. And I don't <clears throat> necessarily blame them, but I like it. So,
3: I finished two books this week. Of course you did. One do. I've been, reading for ages <laughs> All right? like this is a shock to everyone else like one he has been reading for ages past finally finished that designers and dragons the 70s edition ah uh, this is the non-fiction book on the complete history of tabletop role-playing games okay and it they have three volumes 70s 80s 90s and how you get into each volume is when your company started so if your company started in the 70s, you're in the first volume. 80, if your start, company started in the 80s, then you get in the 80s volume. Hmm. But it will give you the full history of each company. There was a book on the history of Marvel Comics that came out about five, six years ago, which was a deep dive, gave the whole thing beginning to ends, about 600 pages, covered Everything And it was all about the business decisions and who did what and caused what and went away at this point because and that was important because that made this part fall away. That's what this book is. This book is not about the games themselves, it's about the designers and the business decisions behind these companies. I just
2: have a vision of the toys that made us like we didn't tell you we're gonna make the Spider Man book yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the spider guy and then we got the the X the I Men beholders I mean, the X Men? X Men. There we go. X Men, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Anyways go ahead, oh, sorry. No, it's
3: it, it really when I read books like these, I never wanna go into business ever. Yeah, because every single one of these companies go through some horrible failure along the way. Oh, yeah, especially with with, you know, a niche market like this. And of course, there's some that are still around, but most of these are not. Uh, I think probably the most successful one is besides from uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which is, you know, of course, fell apart and was sold to Wizards of the Coast is FASA.
0: Sure. Uh, that's because no, no, Afasa uh, uh, oh, uh, Chaosium, Chaosium, because yeah. Sandy Peterson and uh, Call of Cthulhu. Yes, and mm-hmm. that's the only reason because of Call of Cthulhu, right? Because that's and it, Peterson is part of that because he is basically, if if I remember the history correct, he's been there the whole time. Yes, I think so. He, yeah. He's the one who originally made or at least had a hand in making Call of Cthulhu successful. Yes,
3: he came he came on later in the company. Okay. But he is behind Call, he's, Call he's, of Cthulhu.
0: He, he's and he's become basically he is become the Call of Cthulhu dude Found and my, he is always there unlike Gygax eventually leaving Arneson and all the others. Uh,
3: but it also goes into like the guys that like the main guy that changed how dice were made. Oh, where it went for the the mud dice, yeah, the whole soft plastic that would basically become marbles over time. Yep. And this guy that was making these finely cued, you know, tool and dyed, yeah, perfectly designed pieces, who game, is still working
0: in dice today? Was game science or Chessex? That's dye. it. Game science. Yeah, the yeah, guy game behind science. Game Science. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he's he's
3: probably the most successful person in this book as far as like making <laughs> it through the decades. Sure.
0: Sure, that makes sense. So
3: if, if you don't like the business side of these things, these books are really dry. But if you like to see how these businesses rise and fall based on their decisions and no stone is left unturned, this, this is a dry in some areas, especially when you hit game companies, because he misses nothing. Every we're, game company that ever existed that made a role-playing game is in here, and game companies that lasted a year and a half—he will cover them. Weren't the dice originally
1: like some sort of science education thing, like for yeah, working out no. probabilities? Wow.
3: And so, and he—he—he's the one that invented the first hundred-sided die. Ah, oh, yes, I remember that when I showed up.
0: It's a golf ball with numbers. (laughs) I don't know what people are excited about. But that
1: was always a joke that would roll forever. Well, there's
3: there's a counterbalance in there that keeps it from doing that. That's that's what's in that design. Not the original one. No, no, that's that's uh, I my understanding those were prototypes that got out. (laughs) Didn't you uh, (laughs) didn't you
4: win something at Comic Con one year by rolling a D one hundred and rolled a natural one hundred on the giant D one hundred? There was uh, some, some booth we were doing. It was like I a don't giveaway remember. thing. And I remember you rolling it and jumping up and down. I didn't see where it landed.
3: But. Knowing my style of dice rolling? Yes, that probably happened. Huh.
4: Well, I mean, the thing was the size of like a
3: basketball. So it wasn't like a tiny, normal D100. I worship the feet of the dice gods, so they usually do my bidding. I am the opposite of Will Wheaton. Oh. I had a pair of round six-siders. Where the hell did those go to? Fuck. Uh.
0: Oh, I remember those. Yeah, I had yeah. those too round six-siders? Yeah, yeah, how does that work it's like what he said about the counterbalance there's uh-huh. something inside them that will eventually stabilize them and oh, make okay. them stop. The, the
1: inside has a something like the shape of a jack yeah so it's it's six channels going to the numbers okay. and so the thing clacks around so it
0: it kind it, it forces it to I see yeah center of gravity blah blah blah
1: I was always fat I, I
4: watched this thing on uh, how they make dice and how they carve out the numbers or the dots on there and how they actually measure. Tiny chisels? Well, no, it was like it was a little <laughs> tiny little drill that drills the holes, but they save the shavings from that and weigh that and then put the exact weight amount of paint in those well, holes so percent. that it maintains. You have to, to make them balance. Sure. Right, the sure, balance. Because sure, yeah. it, was, it was actually about casino dice. But that the shit same applies to, and I was just, I was super fascinated by it. I'm sitting there going, I'm like, there's a lot of work that goes into making sure that that weight you know, is exactly the same, now, so that it rolls. Is evenly. that
0: why? Is that why the the extremes tend to be opposite? Like the one is opposite the six for part of that balance. Thing? I think no, it, it might that's
1: be randomness. I think that's so.
0: Well. You know.
4: They didn't really go into that. Technically,
0: it's all random. They were just talking about
4: how the balance, the the weight-wise, so each side weighs exactly the same as the other.
0: Because people, you'll get those D20s Mm -hmm. where one half of the D20 is all the single digits Mm -hmm. and then the other half is the double digits. And I know a lot of dice snobs hate those. Mm -hmm. Um, And they say that it's not truly random. But I'm like, but at each individual face, it's random. But I'm wondering if the whole weight thing.
3: I, maybe that's a part of it. But I have a feeling if you have a die like that and you have a practiced hand, that you could probably make that die go on the upper side versus the lower side easier than one that's right. completely random. Well, also, unless you know,
0: they do that paint thing, the the, the single digits are going to be the heavier side, which means the higher digit, the double digits will be the upper side. You will know, come up more often.
1: Honestly, it probably has more to do with aesthetics than anything else.
0: Yeah,
4: it, I think. Th- yeah, when they do that, it's psychological. They said because balance wise, it, it should every side should weigh exactly the same. It should if you didn't have the numbers. So on even if opposite. it says one hundred. As opposed well, to
0: just, I don't know. Except that we're talking about geeks, and so the yeah. dice snobs. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm right. I'm not kidding. They'll they'll sit there and give you their scientific evidence why those dice. Yeah, suck. but <laughs> how much of it is
4: actually their own superstitions what's, on the dice? No, no, not
0: versus... superstitions. Like like talk scientifically about how mm. this doesn't work this way. I'm, I'm telling you, Jeff. What's I'm, I'm pretty sure. What's the 0.08 to a kilogram.
1: You, what's the test you do where you keep rolling the dice over to make sure they're true? Uh, uh keep rolling them no there's actually a name for the test where you actually roll the die a hundred times oh right. yes
3: yeah, the uh roly-poly goalies test there you go <laughs> i like that roly-poly <laughs> all right
1: roly-poly goalie wow That's a, we've was,
0: named the episode that was a uh
1: <laughs> it was a uh, children's program in wales <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He's also no like, way goalie. It was in it was in Edmonton.
0: The 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 I was gonna say he's the third string goalie for the Golden Knights. No. He roly poly never hits the ice,
1: <laughs> but he has a lot of room to block this up with.
0: <laughs> he just lays down in front he of it. Just, <laughs> just sits there like a like one of those giant fucking cats that sits on its ass and just <laughs> and as you, you see the puck just <laughs> bonk, <laughs> bonk. Oh, No, it just like disappears in him. <laughs> then he like tenses up and it pops out. Well, I'm glad that you actually mentioned that about designers and dragons because there's also John Peterson's book, Playing at the World, which is a 700 page history of Dungeons and Dragons. And I often was like, which, uh, why, which book, which history would you want to read? But with the whole business focus, because. Playing at the World actually talks about the creation Mm -hmm. of the game, between uh, the exchange between Gygax and Arneson, as well as business stuff. So that actually delineates the differences between the the books, clears up uh, which one to go after.
3: The the Designers and Dragons will tell you who made it, and they'll spend a paragraph telling you what the game is. But that's pretty much all you get.
0: That's funny. Boy, the TSR, because that was the seventies, well, the, have you, I would I would say have you t- read the eighties yet? No, I, ha- I haven't. Haven't and it so, opened it yet. Does it deal with the decade? So no, no, still- when, no. When
3: you start with that company, you go all the way through. Oh, okay. So, so then
0: you've read the history of TSR. Yes, yeah, it
3: doesn't like stop at the end of the seventies for each of these companies. Okay, it takes them all the way up to oh, about twenty fifteen. Okay. All right and any little thing that happened later on like somebody bought the rights and started selling it as PDFs later on that's all in
0: there yeah okay yeah TSR what a friggin what, what a, a
3: set of nightmare decisions yeah along that line yeah
4: that sounds very there's a thing i've been watching on youtube with like these two guys that used to work for sierra online and talking about like uh, being around when they're developing the games and so forth and then towards the end where it was like a series of just ridiculously horrible decisions at the executive level that led to, like, failure after failure and led to the company just going belly up.
3: Well, you had a lot of people, especially in the 70s, where, you know, there was not, like, the heavy business school focus like you get today, Right. super capitalism, where people created something out of passion, made it available, that took off, so they kind of created a company around it but had really no business sense to run it yeah and never hired on anybody with business sense, and the people they would hire on weren't close to the game itself, so they had no connection to the game, and they would start to eat away the company. It's yeah they they all kind of have that same story mm. when it comes down to it, and the ones who didn't hire outside have even a worse story, frankly, so I don't know. Go into business, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, called,
1: it's called the Chai Square Test, and you roll the dice over and over to find out which
3: No, it's the, the roly-poly-goly test. Okay, fine. This is better. <laughs> Chai Test, that's a T. Chai Square. That's, that's two T's. Anything else, gentlemen?
0: I think that's it.
3: News you don't give a shit about! Yeah! Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> the long-developing... And seemingly troubled Gambit movie has lost another director. Gore it- Verbinski <laughs> has left the project, citing scheduling differences. Aye. The parting uh, is said to be amicable, and Channing Tatum remains attached to the film in the title role of the X-Men franchise's *Rage* and Cajun. Verbinski is the third filmmaker to exit the film uh, Rupert Wyatt was the first director recruited for the film back in 2015 he left due to scheduling conflicts that was the official word creative differences cited as the supposed real reason and then Doug Lyman from Edge of Tomorrow came on board the following year and he left in 2016 to work on Chaos Walking and things went dark on Gambit for a while after that until Verbinski took the job last fall uh, but just a few months later he's out too the script has also been going through rewrites, and with uh, Disney's impending takeover of Fox, who, who knows? Just
4: let it die uh, already.
3: God. Somebody, re- I, I'm guessing it's Channing Tatum, but somebody really wants let this movie go. to happen. Because let it seems it to be a movie
4: that nobody in the public really gives a shit about, hence the, you know, I God of Oh, wow, but thank you for that. It's, I mean, I swear to God, it's like a, like a brain-dead patient on life support that they just won't pull the plug on. <laughs> It's like, it's we got, gotta, we got gotta got to save be... it, we gotta save it. It's like, he's gone, let Karen it go. and Quinlan
3: Gambit. Maybe it's this point, it's throwing good money after bad, is mm. that they've spent so much on development at this point that they're like, we need to have something for our money before I'm cutting loss? I'm sure, as a part
4: of the merger, it's gonna be written off anyway, so. It's Tatum like, trying to get his foot sorry, in the door Sorry, not Marvel written cinematic. off, written down. <laughs> they'll do a write down, they'll save themselves a bunch of money on taxes,
3: and it'll pay for itself. I, I do have a feeling that, if this doesn't go forward quickly that you're right it will go out marvel will have a plan for the x-men going forward if and Jambit in his own movie is probably not it if channing tatum
1: blows ryan reynolds so he can get in a deep Whoa! Boat. <laughs> yeah he came in for that one yeah so he can get in Deadpool three or whatever
0: that's possible yeah. i guess that's that's a way of going forward yeah Either that, or at the rate it's going, Tatum will get enough direction experience of his own that he'll just fucking <laughs> do it. No, sure.
3: Ah, so the the Cajun marches on. Week in Geek, yes, woohoo! Ooh. Marvel has signed rising female screenwriter Jack I Had a burp coming up and that's it's that's messed right. everything. Number up. one, number one. <laughs> Give me a script. Rising is this Riker fe- googling
4: on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Rising female screenwriter Jack Schaefer for a script duty on the standalone Black Widow. Sorry, film. the name of the writer Jack Schaefer. J- the female a- writer is Jack J-A-C. Schaefer. J A C.
1: It's
4: probably Jacqueline. Or- Jacqueline. Okay. Twenty
1: yeah.
4: eighteen,
2: uh, Andy. <laughs> I was about to say it's seventeen. Twenty
0: seventeen, <laughs> you fucking moron! I said eighteen. <laughs>
2: Shit
1: somewhere in the future. In Canada, it's still 2017.
2: <laughs> Listen, we have to battle back the White Walkers. There's no one, there's no one to turn there's that calendar page, okay? On the
1: Gregorian calendar up there. <laughs> yeah, the but, year won't change until April. But at, the least
4: at least their are healthcare systems in the 21st
1: century. Oh!
0: Oh!
1: Yeah, that is crazy. correct. Burn. So, burn. And with burn that Kansas. burn
0: here in America, that's going to get infected. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> $33,000 or you're dead. It's <laughs> not
3: January until the gray wolves come over the hill. Uh, Schaefer's The Shower script about aliens disrupting a baby shower made it on the blacklist, which is where Anne Hathaway found it and, quote, quickly attached herself to star in the film. Uh, Hathaway also taps Schaefer to write her Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake, Nasty Women. There's still no word from Marvel or Disney that confirms a Black Widow film is in the works. And Variety's report cautions that the deal with Schaefer is but one moving part in a project that's still very much in its infancy. But I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Back Widow movie. I'll take it. Yeah, one. yeah, absolutely. Now, there's some movie coming out
4: pretty soon with a different actress that they're saying is basically... A Black Widow history movie just to, with a different character like going through the same kinds of you know spy treatment in Russia I, I got it I just I just saw this the other day too Offending I don't know but I'm gonna guess
3: Luke Besson's probably behind it mm. seems like his kind of shtick yep screenwriters John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are in talks to direct the Flash's first standalone movie they wrote last year's Spider-Man Homecoming for Sony and Marvel now they're moving on to other the other side with DC and potentially taking over a film that both Seth, Graham Smith and Rick, Famuy- Famuyawa Famuyiwa yeah that one uh, walked away <laughs> from directing over direct creative differences. Uh, Daly and Goldstein have also written horrible bosses and its sequel, among others, uh, while writing and directing 2015's reboot of Vacation. And directing the upcoming game night, Flashpoint is scheduled to come out sometime in 2020. I'm
1: picturing a video of you trying to read these names, and it being spelled out phonetically beneath it as you're trying to spell as you're trying to say it.
3: Sometimes I realize I'm going to run into trouble, and I write them out phonetically. So when you know I got the name right, I probably wrote it out Mm -hmm. phonetically.
4: Here it is. It's on io9. So it, the movie is called Red Sparrow. It's coming up soon. Black stars Widow, Jeff Red Fr- Sparrow. Stars Jennifer Lawrence. And they said there's a lot of similarities to the background of this character and uh, uh, Black Widow's background. So, this, In fact, uh, io9's title says, new trailer proves Red Sparrow is the best Black Widow movie we're probably ever going
3: to get. You snooze, you lose, Marvel. Yeah. Oh, uh. I guess that's all there is to say about that. <laughs> Who's her? <laughs> Shit,
1: and I'm trying to remember her origin. She was married to some one, some supervillain or something, right? Who? who? Jennifer Black Lawrence? Widow. Oh.
0: No, she a is Russian a spy. man
1: involved or something or
0: Well, th- all she those was, Russians were involved.
4: Depending on which story you look at, she was like when she was a, a small girl, she was put into this training program where they taught them English and spycraft, and they used a combination of like drugs and psychological torment and all this stuff to turn them into these super ridiculously talented spies, mm. assassins, really.
0: Which is what Black Widow is Russian for, super ridiculously talented spy. <laughs>
2: Black Widow.
3: Black Widow. Is that, that again?
0: Black Widow. All right. What's her last name? Romano, right? Rana. Natasha yes. Romanov. Yes. Yeah, because, you know, that family made it through the revolution. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Shazam! is officially set to open on April 5th, 2019. Shazam! Meanwhile, Shazam! 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, Warner Brothers also announced that an untitled DC film slated for July 27th of this year is... Off the calendar, untitled film off the calendar. That date once this year. Yes, Uh, that date once belonged to Aquaman, which has since been moved to December. And it seems that DC never really came up with anything to fill the spot. Uh, Shazam, directed by David F. Sandberg, who did Lights Out, and starring Shaquille O'Neal. Blast, 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 Shazam! Wow, wow. (laughs) Horrible I, told, I told you I worked with the kid actor that was in Shazam, right? Uh, uh, wait, kid, was, kid in, was, was in the seventies Shazam. No, mm. there was a Shaquille O'Neal movie called Shazam where he plays a genie, yeah. basically. Oh, okay. yeah. And th- this kid was in like one of the Free Willy sequels or whatever. He was the uh, like the great grandson of uh, of Demille or something like that. One of the. the Classic director, it comes from that family line. But to talk about an entitled kid, man! Yeah. Uh, working with him was a chore.
2: It basically killed his budding acting career. Not the kid Shaquille O'Neal. Ah, at one movie, yeah. they're like, "Ah, oh, we're done." I know.
0: After the great precedent he had set with Steel, yeah, I'm saying he was on his way. <laughs> yeah. You
3: know. Oh, Steel! Now there's there's the age of comic book movies right there. Ugh. Yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Also starring Zachary <laughs> Levi as the role of Shazam. Uh, Ash, Asher Angel as Billy Batson. Grace Fulton as Mary Bromfield. Uh, Jack Di- Dylan as Grazer and Freddie Freeman. And Mark Strong is playing Dr. Savannah, apparently.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Right? <laughs> wow. Oh.
3: Just one of uh, three DC films that currently has a confirmed release date. The other two being Aquaman and Wonder Woman 2, which opens in November 2019. I double dog yeah, the other to put Mr.
1: Mind into that show. What's Dr. Mi- Mind. Dr. Mind, you're right. What's Sorry. The, what's Dr. Mind? It's the worm. A, it's an evil worm. I need more than that. That's worm. all you got. Evil game. worm supervillain in the Shazam in, universe. In the Shazam
0: comics. I, there was I, Dr. Have... Savannah and Dr. Mind, and Dr. Mind was literally literally a worm with like a little uh, device hanging around its... Chest area? Yeah, Torsal area? Thorax. thorax um, that it spoke out of. Yeah.
3: How big was this worm?
1: Uh, maybe four or five inches tall or something like that? Something like that. It was a weird, it's a weird, I mean, they had a frigging talking tiger was one of the main characters. <laughs> I know. Honey uh, Paw- Paw- tiger.
0: Ca- can we be ridiculous <laughs> with Shazam? Just say, embrace it, go all the way. That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't
3: think they will. Probably not.
0: <laughs> but strong. I, uh, I was reacting, Jeff, because I was like, you know what? You put him in a bald cap, he kind of has that look. Well, he's, kind he's of bald, bald anyway. He's <laughs> bald
1: in, uh, in um, Kingsman. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And yeah, he's. I saw him in something where he was playing an action hero, and I was like, holy crap, he's buff. And, no. then, and then I saw him again in a second Kingsman. i like, oh, I guess he's always been buff. And just because he's playing a scientist, I assumed he was skinny. See? Yeah, it's a great actor. Challenge your preconceptions,
4: Andy, or they will challenge you.
3: (laughs) Suicide Squad 2, The Batman, Batgirl, Flashpoint, Black Adam, and Green Lantern Corps all remain in various stages of development, with Suicide Squad 2 the most likely to go into production next. Justice League 2, Man of Steel 2, and Cyborg all seem to have slipped off the radar for now. Now, Warner Brothers CEO uh, Kevin huh. see that I did that one right. Acknowledged this week that the initial plan to chase Marvel the way of making superheroes by creating an interconnected cinematic universe isn't really working for DC, which has now streamlined its decision-making process and reshoveled its production team. Is that the real picture you had? So that,
1: that is a real picture, and it is Mister Mind, not Doctor Mind. Oh
0: damn!
1: Ah. Ooh, Andy fact-checking.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. yeah,
1: he got. He gonna
3: get you. You yeah. got fact-checked.
1: Yes, I did. There's, a, there's an image for you.
3: It's much more cartoony than I expected. Yeah, yeah me, it
4: is. me too. I was not expecting that in a DC comic. Yeah,
1: this was no, back this was, when it was Fawcett. This, oh, okay, so this is yeah, pre- Yeah, that, that changes. The DC. They still use it, okay. but the Fawcett created it.
3: A new report from Digital Entertainment Group shows 2017 ended with a 5% rise in spending on home entertainment over the previous year. On the strength of a 31% increase in subscription spending for video on demand. Uh, Set those two numbers side by side. Yep, it's all him. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That 5% overall increase, the 31% increase in VOD, it's clear where the momentum lies. The DEG report doesn't include spending on traditional cable services, but notes that physical media sales, DVD, Blu-ray, declined yet again in 2017, sinking by 14%. Every movie on D.E.G.'s list of 2017's most streamed movies is an animated fantasy or sci-fi title. Wow. Disney won the year, and that's without its still-in-development streaming service. The studio claimed five of the films in the all-genre top ten list. Moana, Rogue One Star Wars Story, Beauty and the Beast, Guardians of the Galaxy C 2, and Doctor Strange. The other five, all-genre. Wonder Woman, Trolls, Sing... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and Logan. The competition to give people control over how they watch movies and TVs have turned the streaming space into the, inter- the industry's most heated battleground, apparently. Nice. Yeah. So, like I say, I look forward to see what streaming things happen this year. Oh, God. Bring oh. on the Disney. Death of
0: physical is just...
4: Yeah, we here at insane. Geek Shock salute our Disney overlords.
1: <laughs> Aren't they buying the MGM? I'm sorry. Aren't they buying MGM? No, they're Caesars? buying Fox. Mm, I'm kidding. Because our discussion earlier about. The, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> What's your point, Andy? Yeah, everybody's well. buying everybody. Yeah, oh, pretty much. Oh, Disney's buying everybody. Hence, yeah. they would buy MGM and Caesars.
0: Jeez, that's a funny joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are, are you
3: re- are bite. you referring to our <laughs> conversation that we had during dinner? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad the shock monkeys are in on that. Yeah, yeah. so was I.
2: Yeah, <laughs> great conversation. <laughs> you know, what yeah,
0: is interesting, though. You. It's fun.
4: I don't know if you have this in the news, but apparently uh, Viacom is thinking of remerging Paramount and CBS to compete with the Disney Mega Corporation because, you know, having the two companies separate hasn't exactly been working out for them. In the competition with, you know, the fact that Disney owns everything now, yeah,
5: it,
0: they're fucked. Disney has so much momentum now, yeah, and they and the government is so in Disney's pocket. It, it's it's amazing what they can do. It's just
3: you I, you can't outbid them for properties they want. No, no. you can't. Mm-hmm. They're
0: they're making.
4: I mean, every purchase they make goes almost immediately into profitability. Like Lucasfilm was immediate profitability. Marvel Studios, immediate profitability. I
2: mean, shop, everything immediate they bought. Profitability. Right. Like, Dang. everything they bought. Disney, come on, I'll wear whatever you want. Yeah, be come yours. on, Iker. We're here. Fucking. We're for sale. I should
4: say every major purchase they've made.
2: Oh, we're not major? <laughs> wow, you son of a bitch. Get the hell out
1: of here. Yeah, Jeff, <laughs> <house>. you leave <laughs> oh, right shit, now. That's right. Okay, I'm leaving. When <laughs> we had Major Met here so they could make the major purchase, then we'd be right. set. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's
0: that no, but, yeah, saying, no, okay. but but yeah.
1: you're right. They they have so much
4: momentum that all their purchases have have just worked out for them. They have they have not had any issues t- to turn them into the red.
3: Well, well here's the counter argument. Oh Jeff, fuck you. The next step in Netflix platform evolution is choose your own adventure type shows, reports Bloomberg. Jesus. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. This step, this comes off the success of similar type programs for kids that they've done, like Puss in Boots, Trapped in an Epic Tale, and Buddy Thunderstruck the Maybe Pile. That's that's an actual title. If you want to pull Jimmy
1: out of the well, <laughs> go to page go, go to chat chat channel fifty three. If ins- you want Brian Johnson to continue singing. <laughs> <laughs> If you
0: want Andy to get to the point,
3: (laughs) (laughs) they inspired the company's chief content officer, Ted Sarandos, to start playing around with grown-up versions of these type shows. As a result, you'll be able to watch a series multiple times with different outcomes that you'll have a hand in creating. The idea of Choose Your Own Adventure has been with us a long time, most famous, of course, being the 70s and 80s Bantam books.
4: I got to know, does the Thunderstruck title start with Angus Uh, Young playing the guitar
3: Uh, one-handed? Or, because since it's Buddy Thunderstruck,
0: maybe it's Buddy Holly doing Angus Young's (laughs) one-handed. Yeah. I got your first license for that. What? Dirk whatever his name, Dragon Slayer. The video game.
3: Dirk the Daring? Yeah. Like, do a... Addendum series and
0: do a do a choose your own adventure using oh, him. Oh, oh. It kind of is that. Yeah, I mean, oh. you choose. You only have one right choice in the video game. Otherwise, right. you're bah! down the whatever. But you you well, you just don't do that. Although it, <laughs> that'd be funny if that was one of your paths. You like, could like just, a quick death. Yeah, like you you went left and that's where the bus hits you
3: and that's it.
2: Yeah. Series done. All right, next series. <laughs> that that would be great. The end.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Three seconds in. This movie sucks. Yeah. The movie ends and well, the Dirk, Dirk dies in the first minute and a half. But then Daphne carries on the rest of the show. I know there was talk about doing some
4: like choose your own adventure stuff with VR, but I don't, I don't hadn't know if I heard like about this. Netflix doing
3: that.
2: I don't like this. I don't know if I like this. Well, oh. what's amazing
3: is. How much production you have to do for one story? Yeah, right. You got to make man. eight movies, depending on how many endings you have.
4: Mm-hmm. And you have to do each scene setup. You have to shoot it at least a couple of different ways for each choice, and then move on to the next camera setup.
3: So they're apparently losing that would be money. A
4: nightmare. Like, hand
2: over fist. This is not a very good direction.
3: But they're not losing money. They just up their subscription rate.
2: They're they're losing money. <laughs> Like lots of money. They're they're not (laughs)
3: losing money so much as they're spending a shitload of money.
2: And they're not getting that in return.
3: Well,
4: it's one of those situations where like a lot, because they've been talking about this on some of the financial uh, programs I've been listening to, where they're talking about how Netflix is, they're setting themselves up for a future where they have nothing but original content because it said the future outlook seems to be that all the studios yeah. that have stuff on Netflix right now are going to yank that in favor of their own platforms. Eventually, yeah. So, Netflix will be profitable and continue to be profitable as long as they keep making original content that people want to watch, which right now they're doing. So once they start dropping off all of these second-party titles that they have to pay money for and just keep their own personal portfolio, they'll go from losing X amount of dollars per quarter to actually gaining more money.
0: You have to be born and raised in a capitalist country, Matt, to understand <laughs> this kind of stuff. Right, not like communist <laughs> yeah. Canada. Oh,
2: Okay. You have, to, you have to live where you Sorry earn. for you, everybody sorry. getting along and sorry. everybody succeeding
1: all at once.
3: You have to live where and you earn your health care. Oh, you gotta okay. You got to okay. spend
1: money to make money. Ask your rich friend from work. We can oh, afford to lose $50,000. Okay. Mr.
2: 50 grand. <laughs> Sorry for the greater good. You know, (laughs) fuck that, right? Just step on each other's throats. Okay, got it. Check.
1: I I love that apology. Sorry for the greater good. Welcome to America. (laughs) We're joking, Mr. Dodo. Please take us in.
0: (laughs) God, Andy.
3: No, I'm with Andy on this one. (laughs) Marvel New Media, together with Stitcher, announced they are launching a scripted narrative podcast and will focus on Wolverine. So it's a radio play. Snicked. Pretty much.
0: Cool. See, I told you guys, radio plays are the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I told you <I'm> <laughs> about <Or> the <laughs> past.
3: I've been talking about know, throwing a write. hour for you you years. Titled Wolverine, <laughs> The Long Night, this first scripted podcast from Marvel will feature the vocal talents of Richard Armitage as Wolverine. The series will run for 10 episodes and will launch exclusively on Stitcher Premium in spring of 2018.
0: Premium, In other words, another paid streaming service. Until Disney comes up with its own podcast uh, streaming service. Yeah. When fall of 2018 comes
3: around, the, the, series, cast. the series will have an expanded release. No. Uh, as for the story, Marvel pr- provided this synopsis, quote, The Wolverine, The Long Night story, is a captivating hybrid of mystery and the larger scale fantasy of the Marvel Universe. It follows agents Sally Pierce and Tad Marshall as they arrive in the fictional town of Burns, Alaska, to investigate a series of murders and quickly discover the town lives in fear of a serial killer. Excellent. The agents team up with Deputy Bobby Reed to investigate their main suspect, Logan. Their search leads them on a fox hunt through the mysterious and corrupt town. Unquote.
0: Is the town north of the uh, Arctic Circle? Hence the long night. Uh, it's going to be yeah, long, I was going to ask if it was
4: north of Smithersville. Oh. It's Burns, oh, saying, Alaska. Yeah.
0: Ah.
3: ah! In an effort to bring a immersive my uh, territory oral-
2: oral- there, Jeff. <clears throat> no, nobody goes over there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: You are the Yukon of the podcast. Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly <laughs> You're not.
4: in no danger of I mean, yeah, losing yeah, your spot. Right. Yeah, you That's see, why I'm a Husky.
0: You see Andy. <laughs> <laughs> you see Mon When Jeff said that, I instantly got what he said. Oh, so yeah. he's yeah, nowhere near you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he it didn't it, have to ask you
4: to
1: get to the point, in other yeah. words. It or it, explain it. My it, jokes come with footnotes.
4: Did. Your jo- your footnotes <laughs> Your freaking your jokes Come with a whole bibliography
1: Alright All right. my jokes you're, come with their own Simmeron, Your I jokes understand. comes with a footlocker <laughs> With an appendix <laughs> And a spleen Appendices
2: See, there's, yeah. one, there's another one just happened right there yeah. Yeah. See
0: folks yeah. we can't make this shit up <laughs> But and, I can a- Andy you're going to have to explain that Oh, oh Jesus a am to do <laughs> You see, man, the spleen.
2: I don't want to (laughs) see. You guys really livered that one up. (laughs) Uh, That's the heart of the uh, matter. Torgo can't stomach it.
4: (laughs) Uh, uh, It kind of gets caught in your throat, doesn't it? (laughs)
0: Lung.
3: Oh, oh, the gall. Oh, nice. (laughs) Just humor him. (laughs) (laughs) The humors are fake. Assholes, spaked her. Hundred and fifty times, really. Hundred fifty <laughs> times. He <laughs> farted.
2: Yeah, you uh. sat there the whole time it counted, right? You're
1: like one, yeah. two, I was three, there for it. i <laughs> I'm telling five. you, Midwest boredom. They called him Brown Schwartz McGee. Handed out some some clothes pins
3: and said them, count me out.
0: Jesus.
4: I mean, I sat across the room from him. <laughs>
1: How big was the room? It was a living room. Did so. it get any bigger as it started as this went on?
3: Was Was he faced away from you? Yes. So he was like going with his with his tongue. going no,
1: because he could see his tongue if he was doing that. Wait, wait. Was his shorts
3: down? Were I you thought lo- you meant were you was looking his directly in, <laughs> I, okay. in the watching the lamprey
0: just breathe. <laughs> in he was air. <laughs> staring directly into his starlack pit.
4: <laughs> I should say <laughs> he was facing me. The rear was facing away from me.
2: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> so who so was watching the rear?
4: Uh,
2: that's a good question. <laughs> he had a mirror. Boom! Yeah. This is the prequel to the Human Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lamprey, yeah. where, where <laughs> it goes <left>. in reverse. <laughs> the human lamprey. And the
4: <laughs> the head of the human <laughs> centipede <laughs> dies, and not the tail. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Little does you know, he's sucking all the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> just just getting,
0: starts giggling. Just and, starts giggling. Oh, like his, his, the he passes out. The, his friend wakes him up. Though was 150, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess
3: I can, I can kind of smell it, yeah. <laughs> In an effort to bring a truly immersive oral experience to listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, recording the... L- wolverine podcast oh that yeah
4: that we're kind still of on oral. This. oh aural yeah. experience not okay
0: <laughs> yeah. that was all exciting yeah
3: <laughs> will take place in forests and other locations which is rarely done in the podcasting world especially the written stuff well i
0: think we have our next challenge Wow, we can do this we can make this happen we just need to find a forest here in vegas no we,
3: we go to canada Okay While we're there Get some of that Sweet health
1: Yeah Sweet we Sweet We could get to a forest care. Within 45 minutes He's wrong
2: no, He's not we, wrong we, we do it Vegas style We just go right on the strip So every once in a while There'll be like a bum Come by Or something shit like that That's real Just, just Vegas style Some
0: guy being like And can I do your caricature No <laughs>
3: <laughs> Some guy goes Hey hey Free tickets into the clubs Tickets into the clubs Yeah Pup, pup, pup. Pup, pup, pup. You want to buy a timeshare? <laughs> yeah. I'll hook you up with a free show. Hey Matt, what are you doing out here?
0: Uh, I'm both on the podcast and at work. This is- <laughs> they're, they're getting all up in Matt's face. Bitch, this is my track. You go find your own side of the street. Uh I work inside a casino. I'm not outside like, <laughs> Oh, with the rabble, okay? Oh casino oh. worker. I'm not outside with, with Andy and his folk, okay? You know your folk are right next to me. Eventually, Matt will hit that point where he's selling timeshares to Trump on a private jet. Mm. (laughs) So you're calling them street folk, eh? That's right, I am. Rabble. I like
1: my street folk. They're cool. Oh, okay. I befriended a homeless guy named Johnny. Of course he did. bought him some wire. What's he going to (laughs) do with that wire? Make jewelry.
0: Make jewelry? That's what he told him. He was wearing <laughs> jewelry Made of wire But his His street name is Johnny Garrett <laughs> Yeah exactly <laughs> a string of, a string of uh, Gar- the, Murders the mortal enemy Of Jimmy Poutine
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and,
3: and strangely he- enough Friend of Vagitax So <laughs>
4: You can just see Andy doing a caricature one day. He's like, "So, what are you doing here in Vic?" Yeah.
0: Well, you see, Andy's I the- Andy. I make a jewelry. I make a jewelry. Andy's the distraction. He's sitting there just drawing the the That's mark, right. and then he gives the signal, and suddenly, and suddenly- Johnny Garrett shows up behind. Ooh, I really like that arterial red. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly, we're doing the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. (laughs) I was going to say,
4: and then you got to bring in Grissom and the CSI team to find out what happened.
0: The Demon Barb, the Demon caricaturist of the Strip.
1: Well, I guess the picture
0: choked him up.
2: Yeah, David Crusoe. Dave, we're not even anywhere near Miami. (laughs) I know, but I had to say that. (laughs) It's in my contract.
5: Yeah!
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fox and National Geographic announced that the Space and Time series Cosmos will return in its second season. Yes. As Cosmos Possible Worlds. The Emmy Award winning show will bring back astrophysicist host Neil deGrasse Tyson as the show moves through the vast Reese's, Reese's pieces, vast <laughs> reaches,
0: phone home. Oh God, let me, gonna... go back,
3: let me go back to that, keep going, I've got a segue. That... <laughs> you got a segue?
1: Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> this should be good, good, folks.
3: You know what, I'm just going to let you have it
1: right now. <laughs> I saw a guy wearing a Jesus t-shirt, but it was, in a Reese, it was in the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup font, and my immediate thought was, Jesus tastes like peanut butter?
3: I'm glad I stopped. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: just keep reading. Uh, that's hands. okay.
0: They're laughing in Australia right now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 haven't
0: you
4: learned by now, Torto? Never.
0: Apparently, I don't learn. I and I love remember. it. I, I love can't it. remember what I read. He says, I've got a segue. It's like, you had a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and it, You're right. I said the wrong word.
5: Yes. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> be a lot of correct, if sir. If he
4: had a segue, he'd be on his way down the sidewalk right now. Oh, oh we, we yeah. could only be so lucky. <laughs> I'd fall over. He, he. <laughs> <laughs> over the cliff just like the creator you know Wee! I actually believe that <laughs> he would fall over I mean they're they're designed so that you cannot topple them over but Andy would find a way tell that to George
1: Bush who famously fell over on a Segway
3: Cosmos <laughs> Possible <for> Worlds world. <laughs> there you go Well, once again, premiere in the U.S. on both Fox and National Geographic and globally on National Geographic in 171 countries and 43 languages to prepare fans for the new season, which will, quote, venture to previously uncharted territories, unquote, executive produced, written and directed by Andrian. The show will relaunch alongside the Drian penned companion book, Cosmos Possible Worlds, the long awaited follow up to Carl Sagan's international bestseller, Cosmos A Personal Voyage. Both book and series will premiere around the world in the spring of 2019. That's cool. Yeah.
4: You know, something I just on a side note because this is on National Geographic. I wonder I if Jesus. National Geographic is also part of the, the Disney purchase, because that is a... Uh, the National Geographic magazine was owned by 21st Century Fox. No. As well as...
0: What? Wasn't it bought by Murdoch? Remember, there was this yeah. big old...
4: But that, but it, they, he rolled it into the 21st portfolio, so that the uh. Nat Geo channel and the magazine were both part of Murdoch's Port- portfolio. Well,
0: he said, "Fox." Yes, I did. God I pro- damn no, you! I probably did. But Fox and uh, National Geographic. So yes, probably not. That's my answer. But if Disney buys <laughs> National, <laughs> if
1: Disney buys National Geographic, they're gonna fuck up some lemmings again. Tragedy. Cream them over the kiff Sorry. The, cl- the lemmings. Yeah, cream cre- the cre- the cliff- over the kiff Cream the the over the the tiff? Creen Creen- them over the kiff Cream them over. I cliff. love cream of wheat. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Cream drummings.
3: Netflix is doubling down on its programming for kids and its relationship with DreamWorks Animation. As it just announced... (laughs) It's just you. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday
2: night, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. You're
3: stone cold sober. Damn it!
2: That's the problem.
3: (laughs) As it just announced a slew of new animated shows arriving on its streaming platform in 2018... They're either new seasons of existing shows or brand new content based on recent DreamWorks projects. They include Trolls, The Beat Goes On, The Boss Baby Back in Business, Harvey Street Kids. Good God, the, they're making a Boss Baby sequel? Uh, yeah. The Epic Tales of Captain Underpants, Troll Hunters 3, and Three Below, the second installment of the Tales of Arcadia trilogy from Guillermo del Toro. Ooh, The most surprising title of the announcement list... She-Ra, Ooh. a character from the mid-1980s who was created by Film Nation as the female answer to He-Man. According to Netflix, the series from Noel Stevenson, who did Lumberjanes and Nimona, will be a, quote, modern take on the 80s girl power icon for a new generation of young fans, unquote. Um, didn't the... Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Were you waiting for me to do that? <laughs> didn't uh, the, the toys that made Us say that She-Ra was created by the Barbie people? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, they demasculinized.
0: Demasculinized he man. Uh, yeah, sure. Am I drunk? Bong, <laughs> uh, bong,
5: bong.
4: Every time it's I, I know that's from that. But every time you guys say bong, I can't help but think of freaking Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Well, that's because that funny was his thing too. Like bong, because
0: he was. Roger Sweet was trying to evoke a gong like no. this big powerful bell went off on this great idea but boy it didn't come across <laughs> like that <No. laughs> and that's what i love about it that's i just god damn it idiot. i've never loved a documentary so much in my fucking life and the editor of that episode actually put it at the very end too Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Collateral and emotional damage. Collateral damage, my new movie? Aren't topics that are often explored in comic book stories. But that's about to change, according to comic book writer Tom King, who writes on Batwing. Uh, Batwing? Batwing? <laughs> Batwing. Boy, is it getting long. It's <laughs> a long show. It's not, are you drunk, It's not a long too? show, but it, it feels like a long show. It's okay.
0: Show. They're laughing in Australia. <laughs>
3: As the um, jokes are upside down. He writes Nightwing, Batman, and the Omega Men.
0: Okay, I was, yeah, it's, I was Batwing. I was actually lost. I was like, "Where did he get that from?" And it's actually, now we understand. Okay. Pretty maybe, fucking
3: maybe
4: they were gonna write a story about the lonely airplane that Batman
1: designed
0: that <laughs> no, sits approved. around for most of the time. The AI goes sentient.
3: Yes. I would read the little batwing that could. Yeah, really. No, it doesn't.
1: Yeah, but it never leaves the hangar. Just The whole thing is just him in the hangar. <laughs> it's all very waiting for good. It's, it's just, insanely oh. jealous of the Batmobile because right. the Batmobile gets bat all bo- the action. And bat it's bo- a
0: batwing, so it's stored hanging yes. from the ceiling.
3: Yeah. Just like in the movie. Right. Right? Uh, it's God just damn. in an empty cave, you just keep hearing, I think I can. I can. <laughs>
1: fucking batmobile it always goes out every fucking night the batmobile is out the only
4: thing worse than me is that goddamn bat boat over there i think i can and
3: the bat boat goes out god damn it
0: <laughs> bat that shark motorcycle.
3: repellent god damn it that only would talk about the motorcycle
2: luckily there's an inlet or a river <laughs> continue to follow the bad guy a fjord. Oh, yeah. A bat fjord. <laughs> bat boat. Bat fjord. <laughs> bat fjord. <laughs> yeah,
0: fjord. a bunch of Vikings watching Batman go out. Ooh. There he goes, eh? <laughs> That's the Batman, isn't it, eh? Okie dokie. <laughs> they Minnesota
1: Vikings.
5: <laughs>
4: Did you see that pass play, man? Sports, sports, it sports. It was pretty
3: awesome, eh? <laughs> so at DC Comics panel in Washington, D.C., to discuss Battlefield Trauma, the aftermath, battle, and trauma in comics, King announced an initiative for DC Comics called Sanctuary. The title H-way. refers to a place where superheroes... <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs>
1: Go away, hunchback. I'm hanging here. <laughs> I
3: think I can. The title ref- references a place where superheroes can go to deal with the lingering emotional effects of their regular violet-soaked exploits. Ooh. Quote...
1: <laughs> I heard soap to
3: <laughs> Well... You haven't seen me in the shower. (laughs) Every DC comic is full of violence, King, a former CIA counterterrorism operations officer, said. It's fun and exciting, and I enjoy reading about that. But do we talk about the consequences of that, both on the characters and the readers? And they asked me to think about that and do something with it. And here we are, unquote, describing it as a crisis center for superheroes. King stated that Sanctuary would be available to all of D.C. do-gooders, even the ones without powers of mass destruction. Went on to say that this center would parallel veteran relief programs in the real world. Quote, they can have a space where they can actually admit that this violence has had consequences for them and has affected them mentally so that your greatest heroes who are inspiring our children can say proudly, yes, I've had some mental difficulties and yes, working with people has helped me through them and we don't hide behind that, unquote. No confirmation date yet for the release of Sanctuary. And I'm not sure what Sanctuary is yet. We
1: need another glappy for this because that sounds both brilliant and awful. Uh, I actually, I think it's brilliant. Brothel, brothel. I, I, I wouldn't call this a glappy thing because I do
4: think this is brilliant. Um, because the people that would read about this might get inspired to seek help, right? Because the child, just like that said, you know, children have PTSD. You know, read the comic, think hey, it's okay for me to seek help. Um, you know, my dad's generation my dad's dealt with PTSD his whole life but he's of that generation that just thinks it's wrong to go talk to somebody about it cuz you know I'm a man I'm grown I you Lock know I should off, be able to bitch do, yeah that that, that, that mentality yeah. i've always thought it was interesting that you don't typically see superheroes dealing with that kind of trauma that they're exposed to on a daily basis. Really, you've thought part, of that
1: before because I hadn't oh, thought of this oh, before. Did, that's
4: one of the reasons I loved Iron Man three. Okay, because you have Tony Stark dealing with the trauma that he experienced in New York in Avengers, right? Or I should say, not dealing with it, and then having being forced to deal with it. Con- while coinsless. still, yeah, right. I just I always thought it was something that needs to be addressed and comics are often social commentary about what's going on i mean i would say the current generation of soldiers do seem to be more open to seeking treatment for ptsd i do know other soldiers that are not even 20 years ago were in battle and are still dealing with that and are in that kind of in between where he's like i should probably seek help for this but that machismo or whatever you want to call it has them saying, why can't I deal with this on my own? Why can't I be a man and stand up and do this when it's okay to admit that something has happened to you and to seek help for it. And sometimes people are inspired by stories in television shows, comics, movies. Sometimes that inspires them to say, Hey, I realize I have something that, Happened to me that was tragic, and I need to deal with it, and I need to deal with it in a positive way. I, I, like I said, I think it's brilliant.
3: Yeah, I can't think of too many times, aside from some independent comic books, of course, where you have superheroes dealing with mental trauma of what they have witnessed. Sure. And- either the violence of punching people or a building falling on people, and mm-hmm. literally just dealing with that is a psychological issue. Yeah, well, it's
0: an overarching psychological issue. You'll have, like, oh, a close personal friend or something like that happening and, and being upset, but, <clears> or, I you'll mean, ha-
1: or you'll have a happy character turn into a bondage freak. Like or, because or, well, you got to think about
4: yeah. all the times in, in comics where they haven't been able to save the day. You know the trauma of that. Like if I'd have been a second faster, or if I'd have done this, having to realize that at that point there was nothing more you could do. Because I see that in everyday life, people would say, "If I if I'd only done this, if I'd only done that," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "You don't understand. You could not have changed the outcome of what happened to your loved one. Or if I'd have just asked him to stay five minutes longer, maybe they wouldn't have gotten in that car accident." And, I think the you know all these what ifs that you just you cannot.
0: You can't get into that. Batman v Superman almost yeah. went there with uh, Affleck's right. Batman.
3: Sure, you're right. That's about the closest I've seen it. In Marvel, probably the closest I've seen it is Speedball in, in Civil War. Yeah, right. That's why I was talking about, Penance. That's what it becomes, right? Okay.
1: That's uh, the character that character becomes his Penance, if I remember right. Really?
0: I think so. I don't know. I'd have Carry to on, I'll back. check. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's, you know, Cap... Being upset about Bucky's death for all those decades until right. Bucky comes back, and
4: and then he and Bucky then he back. goes on to blame himself for
0: what happened to him yeah. too. Yeah, but those are more personal. Yeah. than what I would call a PTSD. Sure, kind of sort of thing. But
3: going back to National Geographic, Will Smith.
1: Yes, Barb, uh, *Penance*. Speedball is *Penance*. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And sadly, I don't know either character.
3: (laughs) Will Smith is going to play Penance in... Wait, no. Oh, that I'd watch. ...is going to host a new series on National Geographic, One Strange Rock. It will be a wide-spanning show from Darren Aronofsky and producer Jane Root that looks at Earth from a big-picture view. Aronofsky said in a statement that Smith will, quote, welcome viewers into this unique narrative about the mind-blowing wonders that make life on Earth possible, unquote. The May series seems like it will blend planet Earth's sweeping visuals with the knowledge and science of cosmos, as it will feature input from astronauts, scientists, and others who have a unique insight into our planet and its place in the universe. It premieres March of next year. We got Green no line. comment. We like <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, this name. Chad Stahelski. Sure. Chad Stahelski, co director of the ultra stylized crime thriller John Wick and mm. sole director of its sequel, is directing Ed Brubaker's acclaimed comic Kill or Be Killed. Nice. Hmm. Tahelski is signed a deal to direct the film from a spleen S- spleen play from a spleen. Spleen play. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, would you explain
0: that?
5: <laughs>
4: the Andy virus is slowly <laughs> working its way through your system right
1: now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it needs Andy, event, Andy venom for that. <laughs> it's Andy. It's Andy herpes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if only I could get this in the right vein. <laughs> Screenplay by Dan Casey, who also adapted Brubaker's Incognito as a movie for Columbia Pictures. The book, written by Baker and drawn by his frequent collaborator, Sean Phillips, is about a depressed 28-year-old graduate student named Dylan who attempts suicide after hearing the woman he loves and his roommate talk about him in disparaging terms. But, oh. d- but Dylan somehow survives the attempt and is visited by a demon who tells him that he spared the young man's life, but not without a price. <gasps> Dylan will now be allowed to live one month for each person he kills. Although he initially thinks it's all hallucination, Dylan begins to feel sick toward the end of the first month and decides he must find someone to kill. A person who, in his estimation, deserves to die. And in this case, a child molester. But then he has to start making the same choice every month going forward. The book's first issue was published by Image Comics 2016, was nominated in 2017 for four Eisner Awards, Best Continuing Series, Best Writer, Best Cover Artist, and Best Coloring. Stahelski is now getting ready to shoot John Wick Chapter 3, is attached to direct the Highlander reboot. Hmm. Highlander. Hmm. Reboot. I was how
1: happy and fine about that. That sounded like a great thing. And then you pissed on it with the Highlander reboot. Jesus Christ!
3: Yeah, it's just that the directors attached to that. It has nothing no, to do with the, the story. Fact, there
1: is going to be a Highlander reboot.
3: We've, I we've know about, about that. it. We've, we've,
1: yeah. We've it's what's wrong that with
2: that? Maybe it, it's right for reboot, uh, or reimagining, a reboot, reboot. Let, let's a face
3: reboot?
1: it.
2: reboot. Hey, Highlander. Oh. You, you want to bring in uh,
4: <laughs> the, the original actors from either the movie or the TV series? Right now, they're supposed to be immortal.
0: Yeah. They're
4: much older now.
0: That's right. Actually, with the budgets today, it'd be really interesting to see if they did like a Highlander TV show. Because did did you ever watch the Highlander TV show? I only watched the pilot. My mom... loved it. I did. She loved it, and Mm -hmm. she watched it all the time. It was constantly on at the house. I know Um, a lot of people that got
4: really into the TV series. I just couldn't.
0: Totally got into it. I loved the movies, but I just could not get into the series. You didn't love the second movie. But I I always (laughs) laugh because... I'm not going to
4: dignify that with a response. It's
0: about the immortals, but almost all of the flashbacks are like in the 1700s because... They just didn't have the money to go really far back for the you know uh, any flashbacks of his immortality way back when. Right. So it it, it was actually it was really amusing that it, it's like oh another flashback oh they're back in colonial America okay mm-hmm. so if they actually were to have a nice budget if there was like a Netflix Highlander TV show. You could actually do big budget, go everywhere. That I can get behind. It's yeah. just another sort
1: rebooting Highlander from the start. I yeah.
0: Yeah, you know it. Uh, it's it's you frankly could, that series could use some refleshing out.
3: I, I I think that I think that you could do something with it. I don't think that did, didn't uh, they, somebody out there write <laughs> Highlander rules for the White Wolf Vampire Masquerade? Holy world? shit! Really? I'm pretty sure someone out
0: there did. Oh my Damn. goodness. So that would actually be cool. So maybe we should refer to that. For I think minute. there was a an official. I think there was an official Highlander RPG. I'm I think sure. there was. Mm.
3: But I, uh, I seem to remember that. But but somewhere in the Using early the spell- days, early days of the internet, storyteller
0: someone, systems. Yes. Hmm.
3: And ways to incorporate that into your current world of darkness Incorporated into campaign. the world of
0: darkness. Yeah.
3: Even weirder. Wow. If any campaign lends itself to the Highlander, that's That's it. true.
0: That's true. Wow. Ah. Wow. Okay, we'll do that. You know
3: the
1: the original Highlander movie. I saw the the American cut, like most of us did, mm-hmm. and then maybe ten years ago, I finally saw the British cut, and I'm like, oh shit! This I got to re enjoy the movie again. Is an even better movie than it was the first time.
3: I haven't seen the British cut.
1: You you may have seen it. Uh, there's a, oh, scene, there's oh, a scene that takes place oh, in World French War. II. <laughs> what? Oh. oh <laughs>
2: british cut i don't know two crumpets there's the queen british cut
0: that, there that, we go that was his that was his <laughs> but british laugh
3: did he have a french laugh that sounded just like a british laugh well
0: the norm the, the french kingman. it's the french cut that 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 that, that is the french british the kind of they're 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 oh, uh, are they? canadians with more french <laughs> no. ah no yes way. of course Unlike Quebec, which is too much French.
3: Right, Quebec.
0: The, the difference
3: is the one pizza. intentionally mispronounces French words.
0: I can't. Yeah. the obvious scene is there. There's
1: a World War II scene. that's in the British cut. that's not in the American cut.
3: Okay. That'll in
1: remember Highlander? That yeah. You, you haven't seen the British you haven't guy. seen it either. I guess oh, I haven't.
4: Damn. You get to enjoy the movie again. Now, in, in response, to, actually, I am going to respond to your about the se- the sec the sequel to Highlander Highlander Two. I have seen the Renegade director's cut, ah. which is actually decent. It's not good.
1: <laughs> Did they remove the line? <laughs> but it's decent. I'm Connor McCloud of the Clan McCloud of Planet Zarkov. Yes, good.
4: They, basically, the Renegade director's cut, they went and they cut out every reference to them being from another planet. Good, that would make and it a much better. It movie. made it more consistent with the original movie, but it, like I said, it still wasn't a great film. But it was certainly better than the because I actually saw Highlander two in the theater. Yeah, my buddy Ben and I went to see Stand it. We were here. so excited because you know we wow he and uh, another friend of mine who had actually introduced us both. Uh, we all went. We were sitting there watching it, and they were like, "It's science
3: fiction now."
0: It was insane. Yeah. They're
3: from the planet what? Yeah. yeah. What were what, what your thoughts of what's Highlander three? The Wizard, the Quickening. No, that's the second one. Yeah. yeah, the wizard. Oh,
4: yeah, the one where the... Yeah, the the, the vamp- immortal... In the cave? The, yeah. The, the immortal magician
1: that... Yeah. I don't think I uses, watched that one. I was so horrified by the second one. He, Yeah, he uses illusion. They, to, although I did see the fourth one. The you know, fourth that, one yeah, that, that
4: brought Connor, Connor and McLeod, Duncan together. Right. To, yeah. 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 Yeah,
0: that one was... That it isn't, isn't, it, the isn't the fourth it one just different. the
3: TV... Two episodes put together? No, no. no. Um,
4: what they did was because I guess uh,
0: it was almost the passing of the torch. Yeah, yeah in
4: the in the TV series, Connor was guest starred in like the very, the the pilot right. episode, and then you. I don't. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I don't think you saw him again throughout the series. But they developed more backstory in the the fourth film to bring Connor and Duncan closer together, so you get realize that you know, yeah, they're not born from the same mother but they consider themselves brothers and blah 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 which is why And then Duncan Connor kills uh, Connor, or excuse me Connor. while Duncan has the the MacLeod last name that explains why and all that stuff but uh
3: Highlander's a weird movie. It is. It yeah. is.
0: It's
4: fun. It well is and fun. In the TV show I was going to say to to answer your your question about why they always went back to yeah. Victorian era so, the two places they shot that show, they shot it in Vancouver, and then they shot it in Paris. because <laughs> Yes, because there was a there lot were, of Paris Well, because there was a, a a French production company that was a major investor, as okay. well as the U.S. production company. Yeah. So, So, it was easy for them to do the majority of the, quote, modern-day shooting in Vancouver, but when they were doing the past, they went and did all the shots in France. Mm-hmm. So, that's why we a lot of France. it looks all Victorian era, because mm. it's... The places that they shot in and around Paris. Well, not were. looks.
0: They set it there. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they didn't. They didn't even try. But it, it was always yeah, because it's just like oh fuck. Well, well, why not? Some, you know, you could.
4: And it also could, was a cost-cutting move because well, yeah, You're there. Yeah. You're there, you're there you've got the Victorian era outfits yeah, it, it's, easily it's, to.
0: It's all easy acquire because it'd be cool if, if yeah. you know. It turns out that Con- even even like Connor or Duncan being Highlanders, right? But they. <clears throat> They end up being uh, throughout history. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's not just uh, going as far back as the Highlanders' heyday, but maybe right. even further back. And you can pick Pictish Britain against the Romans, or uh, you know, or do uh, Ramirez story mm-hmm. and 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 go to Egypt, yeah. ancient Egypt, and I, had the Roman Empire, and you know, really just thought his story was the
4: most underutilized right? well, of you course, know you it's stupid co- spanish peacock and he's like actually i'm egyptian oh though. my god and it, i was like it, when i was sitting there i was like oh
0: th- and that was so it was so <laughs> overblown ridiculous too because it's like the the this whole cast the scotsman is a fucking egyptian spaniard yeah and a french dude is the scotsman is, yep and it it was so overblown ridiculous but it turned out to be fun mm-hmm. and Ramirez was i mean on top he's the egyptian who went to spain and became a spanish fop but also he was in japan and so right. he knows about katan oh my god it was yep. just it's just so fucking insane but yep. it was fun yeah uh, don't
1: yeah. forget the Kurgan the Kurgan makes that movie the, the you, villain is you no, well. almost no, no. You, you almost, almost forget soundtrack makes that movie that, that, very yeah, that's very true. true very true. true you almost forget that oh, the character of Connor name.
4: has an accent that is not at all oh, Scottish oh yeah I know <laughs> and he's
0: up against Egyptian Spaniard Sean Connery yep Jesus Christ but yeah I it, it's funny too I actually uh I worked at a video store immediately after I graduated (laughs) at at Northwestern, and Clancy Brown was a Northwestern grad. He was a a year or two ahead of me, and he came into the uh, video store once or twice, and we managed to talk, because we even had the same acting teacher at class, and that was actually kind of cool. He actually is an
4: amazing underrated uh, actor. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, the he, greatest does Lex great, Luthor. he does a great villain. He does a great, I mean, uh, I can't remember the name of the TV I think uh, Earth 2, I think, was the name of right. it, where he's one of the colonists, yeah. and he's great in that, and he's not a villain in that. I mean, it just, he's an all-around excellent
1: actor. He takes on the roles from, very from well. I'm remembering right, he's in Buckaroo Bonzi, and he plays a great character in that, too.
0: Um, I'm going to have to think for a second I'm, on I'm that one. to keep
1: talking. But I
4: mean he's been in so many things yeah, too. Yeah. And that's, that's not even scratching the the voice work he's done because he's done voice work outside of Lex Luthor, but mm-hmm. you're right.
0: His he's Lex a great Luthor voice. Is, Steppenwolf. Yeah. I mean in uh Justice League.
3: Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was him.
3: How do you fit into yeah. the world of darkness? Write to us. Comments oh. at UglyCouchShow.com. With a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master
0: Torgo.
1: 80's Jeff. Commander K. Fact check dandy.
0: <laughs> Such a weirdo! He did that intentionally. That was his call. I know this
3: I know it.
0: We we really need a Matt Cam. Maple Leaf Matt.
3: <laughs> I think he does that just to fuck with Matt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Clancy
1: Brown played Rawhide in Buckaroo Bonsai. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk to you next rawhide. week. At Geek, Rawhide, that guy with the death scene.
4: Rawhide. Mm. Cut what? him out. Ride him in. Ride him in. Cut him out.
1: Ride them in raw. Yeah. Raw. Raw. <laughs> <laughs>